Hi everyone, I'm Tara Mont, and you're listening to the Trust and Thrive with Tara Mont podcast, where you can find a new episode released every Thrive Thursday. I am a current clinical psychology graduate student, passionate about all things to do with mental health, relationships, healing, self-reflection, and other topics that influence us in our everyday lives. I created this podcast to hopefully inspire others to live their most authentic life and to share insightful and honest conversations with everyday individuals and informed professionals. Although the show is not a replacement for therapy, I hope the conversations had can inspire you to look within, to practice self-compassion, to gain more awareness, and to trust the process of your unique journey. If you resonate with the message of Trust and Thrive, make sure to subscribe and stay tuned. You can also stay connected by following me on Instagram at Trust and Thrive. Thank you for being here. Now let's get right into this week's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Trust and Thrive. I'm your host, Tara Mont, and today we are back with a solo episode. In honor of Veterans Day, I decided not to post a guest episode and to touch on a topic that may be resonating with a lot of us as we near the end of the year. So we know that Thanksgiving is coming up, a time that is incredibly difficult for Indigenous individuals. It represents their genocide, and that's something to remember as we enter that week. And at the same time, many individuals do gather with their family. I know my family celebrates Thanksgiving, and at the same time, I hope to acknowledge what it represents and send love to Indigenous communities that may struggle, especially that week. So I wanted to be authentic in mentioning that because it is a time that I do gather with my family, I do practice gratitude, and I do enjoy being with loved ones around the holidays. So that's coming up along with December, which You may celebrate Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever it may be, or you don't celebrate a holiday. That's coming up for a lot of us. I know my family celebrates Christmas. I'm not necessarily religious, but I love Christmas. And so as we enter the holidays, there are a lot of feelings that may come up for many of us. And so in this episode, I wanted to discuss normal feelings of anxiety that may come up, stress that may come up around the holidays, and what I hope to do to help alleviate some of that stress for myself and for others around me. So before we get into the episode, I want to remind you that you can follow me on Instagram and TikTok for more info on the show, for updates, for more content on mental health at Trust and Thrive. And if you feel inclined to leave a rating and review of the show on Apple iTunes, Apple Podcasts, I want to thank you in advance because it really helps the show. I was discussing with a past guest on the show how I don't usually ask you all, my listeners, to do that. Like I wasn't as consistent with asking before about leaving a rating and review because I want it to be authentic and I don't like to be so pushy. But at the same time, I do realize that it's really important to help the show. And she even mentioned to me, if you're not advocating for yourself, who will? Which is true. So it would really mean a lot if you can help out and leave a rating and review of the show. Once again, it really helps. It helps people discover the show. It helps it grow on iTunes as well. And it's just a great way for others to discover the show and the community. 
So I want to thank you in advance for doing so. It really, really helps and means a lot. That being said, let's get into the topic of anxiety around the holidays. I feel like there's so much I can discuss. And I also know it's important to acknowledge that however you feel around the holidays is valid. There's no one way to feel. You may think, oh, I don't feel anxious or stressed at all. This is my favorite time. This brings up only good feelings for me, which if that's the case, then that's great for you too. There's no pressure to feel any certain way. And I also feel strongly about being authentic in my emotions and acknowledging that it's okay to not feel great all the time. It's okay to not always look forward to days that are popular to others. So getting into it, let's discuss what can bring up anxiety and stress around the holidays. And in this case, I'll obviously be referencing Christmas a bit more just because that's what I celebrate. That's what individuals in my life mostly celebrate. And so this is just speaking from my experience. I don't know the exact traditions of Hanukkah, of Kwanzaa, and whatever you may do, whether you celebrate a holiday or not. But this is coming from my experience of celebrating Christmas and New Year's, obviously. So the first thing that I think about is seeing a lot of people, a lot of commitments that come up. And you may think, okay, isn't that exciting that you get to see your loved ones? And of course it is. I'm so looking forward to seeing my friends who are out of town, who are going to visit. My brother, for example, who is coming from out of town as well seeing more of my extended family that I don't see as often, and being at home. Because for me, this is my first Christmas, my first holiday season, not living at home. So there's going to be a completely different dynamic, I imagine, because I've lived at home for 25 years, like with my parents. And I moved out this year, earlier this year, with my now fiance, boyfriend at the time. And there's just a different dynamic that I'm kind of nervous about, excited about, don't really know how to prep for it. So, and everyone's situation is different. You may be coming from out of town and staying with your family. You may be not seeing family. You may be with your friends, your chosen family, whatever it may be. But I am planning to visit often. I live about like 30 minutes, 40 minutes away um, with traffic to my parents and and my brother will be there. So I am planning to stop by, come back home, sleep over a few nights. So in general, the excessive amount of commitments that come with this time of year because you're trying to catch up with people who are in town, um, people are gathering more, there's reunions, whatever it may be. I am excited for that. I look forward to seeing my loved ones. And at the same time, that can be emotionally exhausting, just exhausting in general, doing all of that, socializing, whether you feel like you're an extrovert, introvert, it can be really overwhelming, and especially if you struggle with social anxiety or anxiety in general, it can just feel like a lot, even if it's someone you want to see. Um, I know I have a lot of friends I'm looking forward to seeing, even now having Friendsgivings, having gatherings. I'm looking forward to these events and at the same time, I know that I need to be alone to recharge. Even though I live with my partner, we both need alone time to recharge. So this is a reminder that just because you're available, whether you have a break from work, from school, and you have more time, just because you're technically available, that does not mean you're necessarily free. You get to choose 
the time you spend. You get to set those boundaries. Boundaries are so important and something I am hoping to set throughout the holidays, which is going to be hard, but realizing that I can spend time with people and also set boundaries and say, for example, I am not seeing anyone this day. That's what I plan to do because in the past, especially, I used to think, oh, if I'm technically available, if I have nothing on my calendar, then I guess I can come over. I guess I can do this. I guess I can see this person. I guess I can plan this lunch. That was just so overwhelming and exhausting because I didn't make any time for me or self-care. I would just wait until I did have time. And so one plan I have and one takeaway is to really be conscious of, first of all, how I feel, my needs, setting time boundaries, and setting time aside to be alone, to unplug, to take care of myself, to do nothing, be okay with not having plans every day. Because I'm also going to be off of school for a few weeks, and I would think, oh, well, I should make use of the time and see people all the time. And don't take me wrong, I am so excited to see my friends and loved ones and to do things. I love gathering, having commitments to look forward to around the holidays. And I also know that I need time for myself to unplug, to have days where I'm just, you know, getting my stuff together around my apartment. I'm just watching Christmas movies with my partner or alone and just not socializing or doing anything. Because I know myself, everyone's different once again. So try to listen to what you need. Because obviously what you need is different than what I need. Maybe it takes more for you to be emotionally exhausted as opposed to me. I I realize that I do need to step back and really pay attention to how overwhelming moments can get, um, if that makes sense. So I am definitely going to plan, which is going to be hard. This is new for me. So I'll keep you all updated on how it goes. Because before when I lived with my parents and my brother would come to town, I was there 24-7, which was fun and exciting. Like I'm going to miss that because I miss, you know, being around them all the time. And it's also nice that I get to go back to my own place and unplug. And also if I'm feeling triggered or just not wanting to be there at a certain time, I can set that boundary and leave. So it's just always nice to have that option. And I know I'm very privileged and lucky that I have that. And I know there are many individuals who are at home. So I've been there and I totally get it. And at the same time, I don't know your situation. So I'm sending you love and hope you know you are not alone, whatever it may be. And even if you are at home, there's those boundaries of maybe going on a walk. I'm not speaking for every situation because not everyone has the privilege to do these things. And if you have the privilege of having a car, some type of transportation, you're able to go on a walk, whatever it may be, that can be your boundary as well. Leaving the space, getting some time on your own. If you have your own room, trying to set that boundary with others of I want to be alone for these many hours. I know it's not so simple. I know with family members and whatever your culture may be, it's not that simple all the time because not everyone understands your boundary. Not everyone will respect your boundary. But doing the best you can with your situation. While I'm sad that I won't be home with my family the whole time and I have to like drive back and forth sometimes, I am also very thankful that I have that option And that I have my own space to recharge, to unplug, to check in with myself and then go back. So that's an important takeaway. Of course, um, excessive commitments and just the idea of 
seeing a lot of people, needing to do a lot of stuff, that can bring anxiety and stress. So that may be one reason that you may experience anxiety around the holidays. That is for me, for sure, I feel that. Um, Another one is unrealistic expectations, which is obvious and not many people feel comfortable discussing it, is financial pressures, especially if you celebrate Christmas and you're not making a lot of money or you're struggling, whatever it may be, there can be a lot of pressure that comes not just financially, but even with choosing gifts. My top two love languages as of now are quality time and gift giving. Not a superficial way of it has to be expensive or anything at all. It could be a card, just something thoughtful. It's about the thoughtfulness of it. It can be a card, a handwritten card, making someone food, my fiance bringing me a Ferrero Shea because he thought of me. Something as simple as that. It's the thoughtfulness of it. And at the same time, I love giving gifts. That can bring stress because I have associated, for example, my love for people, not just with gifts, obviously, but a big part of it, a big part of the way I show my love is giving, giving to people. It's not just something expensive, and I've had to remind myself that, but especially around Christmas and the holidays, there's this expectation of like, what did you get? What are you getting people? It almost feels around this time of year that your love for people is measured by the gifts you give, which is not true, obviously. I much prefer giving people gifts. It excites me and just seeing their faces and opening it up. The truth is like, yeah, I'm in school. I have my student loans. I'm trying to pay my rent and figure out my working situation. And so I'm not loaded with all this money to get people the best gifts I would want to get them. And that's something I have to remind myself um, because there will be that pressure of, okay, I need to make sure I get these individuals gifts. I need to make sure this is my budget because I did not have a budget before. (laughs) So I think setting a budget is really important. If you do get gifts, finding DIY thoughtful gifts you can give people. This is a reminder that your love for others and other people's love for you Those are not determined by the gifts you get, how much money they spend. Because you will see people posting about their new iPhones, their new um, whatever it may be. And don't take me wrong, I love a good gift too. (laughs) But that does not measure the love that someone has for you. And that also does not make you a bad friend, a bad kid, a bad parent, a bad partner. If you can't get what you want to get for your loved one. Maybe it's too expensive. Maybe you're just struggling right now. Maybe you're a single mom and you want to get your kids these gifts that they're asking for and it's just too hard. You're not a bad mother. You're not a bad friend. You're not a bad partner. You're not a bad parent. You're not a bad kid. Money does not equal love. And there are so many other ways to show your love. You can make them breakfast. You can write them a nice note. I know when, for me, when I was a kid, like writing little coupons for my parents of like, I will help you with your computer issues or, you know, just little things like that are always so cute and thoughtful. And at the same time, I have reminded myself that my love for people and their love for me are not determined by gifts. The capitalist culture is going to make you believe that you have to buy the fanciest electronics or shirt or pants or whatever it may be to show your love for other ones or or jewelry. And that's not the case. Those things may be nice. You may like them. It doesn't mean it takes away from, you know, enjoying that. You don't have to not enjoy gifts. But remembering that 
a lot of people are feeling that pressure and you're not alone. Your love for others is so much more than what you give them. And that's the one thing about obviously Christmas, especially that's unfortunate is that so many people depend on that. Even with Black Friday, we see that people are going on Thanksgiving night to buy and purchase things instead of spending time with their family. I'm not judging those people. I'm just saying it's sad that that's what capitalism has done. It's taking those times that you want to be with loved ones and making it about getting the best gift, spending money, spending so much money and proving to them that you love them. If you don't get the gift they want, then they're going to be disappointed for the rest of the day. Like sending this message out, all these advertisements about needing to buy the perfect gift, show your love through this way. And that's a message we need to unlearn. Do your thing, do whatever works for you and your loved ones. But if you're someone who participates in that, because I know I love giving gifts and I'm going to give gifts to my loved ones, but I also have to remind myself that I'm not a terrible daughter just because I can't buy my parents a car or house or send them on this big trip. I'm not a terrible friend just because I can't get all this. I'm not a terrible fiance just because I may not be able to get a certain gift or whatever. It's remembering that these are all messages, toxic messages that are being thrown to us. And that relates to the idea that boundaries are so important around the holidays. We talked about setting time boundaries with loved ones, with um, the commitments we make, and also with what we see. All these advertisements we're seeing. Maybe you go on Instagram on Christmas and you're seeing everyone post about their Louis Vuitton bag or whatever. And you may start to compare and not just with gifts, but also the concept of unrealistic expectations with families, with loved ones. You may think, okay, this family is perfect. They've all flown to a beautiful place for Christmas and a big house and they're all happy and they love each other. They're getting along from what you see just on Instagram, which is not always reality, but you may start to compare because of course everyone's posting the good stuff. No one's to blame. It's not their fault because I mean, I'm probably going to post a picture with my family and it doesn't mean that I owe it to the world to say, oh, look, we had this argument, everyone. Hello. Like people don't owe that either, but it's important for us to remember that we're all posting and sharing the good stuff. We're sharing an image, a video. Nothing can capture what's really going on. And that may make you feel alone, may make others feel alone. And so this is an important reminder that social media is fake in many ways. And we only see the highlight reels. You're only going to see that picture of the family that is smiling in that one moment. And maybe you're not seeing the big argument they had over a gift or about burning the dinner or about certain unhealthy behaviors. Who knows? But we're not seeing that. We're only seeing those little takeaways, those highlight reels. You may think, how do they all get along? How are these siblings perfect? How are these parents perfect? These are all highlight reels that we see. And even if they are really happy, I don't hope that people who are posting are not actually happy, but no one's perfect. No family's perfect. And someone else's happiness does not take away from your experience, your reality, your happiness. And that, trust me, most families and loved ones, whether it's your chosen family, blood family, they're never perfect. Everyone has their issues. Everyone has their disagreements, arguments, conflict. Maybe they don't discuss it and that's an issue in itself. We don't know what's going on with people. We never know. And as much as I say this, I struggle with this too. As hard as it may be, 
remember that what you're seeing is just a glimpse of people's worlds and that you're not alone in how you're feeling, whatever that may be. That's an important reminder with social media. You're going to see gifts. You're going to see family. You're going to see people going on vacation, doing really fun things and feel left out. You may have FOMO. You may think, why can't that be me? You're always seeing the tip of the iceberg. You just don't know. And so if that's something you especially struggle with, maybe you can think about setting um, those boundaries, whether it's deleting an app or not going on a specific day, putting your phone away. So think about what you need, what works for you, setting boundaries with social media, with your phone, with even responding to people. You may think, oh, people are reaching out, saying happy holidays, and I feel overwhelmed, or they're asking me to meet, whatever it may be. Maybe setting time aside and saying, okay, I don't need to respond to this right away if it's not urgent, for example. It's okay to take time to think about something and to respond right away, and it's okay to put your phone away. You may feel overwhelmed. You may see unrealistic expectations. You may even struggle to set boundaries. You may feel guilty about not spending enough time with family, or you may want to spend more time away, or you may be in a situation where you can't visit your loved ones. Maybe work is not letting you. Maybe you're in a different area. Maybe, who knows, someone unfortunately has COVID where you're restricted. Everyone's situation is so different. And I hope you know, I hope you know you are not alone in your situation. There is no one way to celebrate the holidays. You don't even have to celebrate the holidays. Some people are grieving a loved one. Some people are truly grieving those they've lost. And this time brings up that grief for them. Maybe it's your first holiday season without a loved one who passed recently. Another important takeaway with that is to to embrace your emotions and to know that however you feel is valid. There's no one way to feel around this time. Just because songs and movies and what you see online is all about happy, smiley, joyful, best time of the year, that does not mean you have to feel that way. There's no pressure. And especially if you struggle with depression or mental health struggles, the weather getting cooler, the stress of it all, that may take a toll on you. It may be a lot. And even if you do love this time of year, even something you look forward to can be overwhelming. And that can bring up stress and anxiety. Just the fact that there's a lot of fun things to look forward to can be stressful. So I hope you really check in with yourself and take care of yourself and know that there's no one way to celebrate the holidays. There's no one way to celebrate the holidays or not celebrate the holidays. There's no one type of family. There's no one way to have a relationship with your family. And there's no one way to set boundaries either because it's about knowing yourself. It's about knowing what you want. If you want to spend a month with your family, that's great. If you want to see them once a week, that's fine too. If you don't want to visit them, that's okay too. That may come with pushback and that's okay because at the end of the day, you are not responsible for how others feel. You are not responsible for how your parent, your sibling, your cousin, your um, aunt, uncle, whoever may be, your friend reacts to your boundary and what you're comfortable with. If you only want to show up to an event for an hour, two hours, and you let them know and they react really negatively, that's okay. That's their reaction. You set the boundary, you let them know what you're comfortable with, and they're going to react a certain way. You can also have a conversation on it. You can negotiate and all that stuff. And other times you can be firm if that's what you really need. 
So please, please, as hard as it may be, because I'm telling myself this as I'm talking to you all, (laughs) I'm going to practice self-compassion. I'm going to try. It can be hard, but please try your best to practice some self-compassion because you may feel stress, you may feel anxiety, or you may not. You may love this time of year and only feel good about it, which is fine too, which is great. You may be grieving. You may feel down. You may want this time of year to just end. You may be over it. That's okay too. However you feel is valid. It's your true feeling and experience and there's no way you should feel. Don't should on yourself. And remember, even if others pressure you or guilt you into not being more joyful or doing this or wanting to whatever it is, X, Y, and Z, (laughs) just know that that's their experience and your experience is whatever you want it to be or whatever it is. Your feelings will come up for you and those will be authentic to you and you're not boring, you're not lame, you're not a Debbie Downer for feeling the way you do and you're also not annoying or overwhelming or too exciting or too much for being super excited and wanting to plan stuff. So that being said, there's no one way to feel. And I hope this episode has been helpful in reminding you that because there's a lot that can come up this time of year. You can feel a mix of emotions even, which is how I feel. I love the holidays. I love the holidays in many ways. I love that my family gets together. I see a lot of um, extended family I haven't seen and friends. I love that we play board games. I love that we you know, celebrate Christmas. And it does also overwhelm me because I think of the list of gifts I'm going to get or I think of possible triggers that I might have when I'm home and I think of the boundaries I have to start setting. And so for me, for example, this is my first year away from home, so this will be a new experience. It's a little more overwhelming for me this year because I am trying to navigate how to handle it, what I'm going to do, how often I'll be home. And at the same time, It also is exciting because I have that space. I feel more in tune with myself. So that's my personal experience right now. Whatever yours is, I hope you know that you are not alone. So I'm sending you all so much love as we get into the holiday season. And I will keep you all updated as well on episodes to come. We have a new episode coming out next week with a guest. So stay tuned. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss a new episode. And once again, if you'd like to leave a rating and review on Apple iTunes, Apple Podcasts, it helps so, so much. So I'm thanking you in advance. And I will definitely post more about the holidays, about the anxiety and stress that may come with this time of year. So for more content on that, you can follow me at Trust and Thrive on Instagram and TikTok please feel free to DM me. Let me know if this resonated with you. I'd love to know your takeaways. So once again, I appreciate you being here. I'm so thankful for the Trust and Thrive community. That being said, I will catch you all next Thrive Thursday. 